You know what sucks? When you spend a ton of energy and effort into building a supplement funnel, drive some traffic to it, and then it doesn't work. That's the worst feeling a marketer can have. But if your supplement funnel isn't working, there is hope. It can be turned around with the right marketing strategy. But first, you need to diagnose the problem. When a dietary supplement sales funnel to cold traffic isn't working, it typically comes down to four reasons. Sometimes the problem is only one or two of these. Other times, it's a combination of all four. In today's show, we're going to look at each one of them so you can diagnose your sales funnel. Welcome to Health Business Mastery, the Creative Thirst Podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Hewitt. Why isn't my funnel working? That's the question I get asked the most. And I've developed sort of a framework around diagnosing that that I'm going to share with you today. And what I mean by supplement funnel is really we're talking about the front end. We're talking about why the front end isn't working, why it's not converting sales initially. So we're not looking at the upsells or any of the lifetime value or anything like that here. We're really focusing on the front-end conversion of acquiring a customer from cold traffic. The good news is there's really only four main reasons. The bad news is that in many cases, it's a combination of all four of these reasons. And the solution, the fix to these is kind of complex. But let's get into the reasons first. Reason number one why your supplement funnel might not be working is because your copy is not strong enough. So the sales copy is rarely ever looked at as part of your marketing strategy, but it really, really is. To properly diagnose, you need to ask, where are you losing them in your copy? Is it in the opening lead or is it later when you get into the scientific bridge between the problem and the solution? Or maybe you're losing them at the transition point to the product. The opening lead needs to use proof. It needs a compelling story. It needs a big promise and a compelling question or surprising pattern interrupt to grab the viewer's attention and really stir their emotion. A supplement sale is a combination of a logical sale and an emotional sale. The bridge between the problem and the solution should flow seamlessly from one step to the next, and it should contain plenty of attention-getting proof points along the way to use one or more of the following, a story, uh, questions, pattern interrupts, or even humor. The product transition point is the point where you go from that story to that uh, the, the opening of the product, the reveal that a product is available for sale. So that point needs to clearly acknowledge the before state or the problem uh, of the prospect and then connect your supplement to their desired after state or the solution. At the same time, it really needs to counter objections and naturally address them in the mind of the reader before they even ask them. 
Overall, your sales copy should be relevant to the subject matter and the ad click. It should be believable and surprising to even the most cold and jaded prospect. There should also be no complicated words or awkward trip-ups that would trip up the reader. These are just some of the points that I look at when diagnosing a sales letter, but these are really the big ones. Each one of these really could be a master class in and of themselves, but these are just the highlights of kind of what to look for. We're not really going to go into the how in this particular episode. That would just be too long for a podcast. So let's keep going. Reason number two why your supplement funnel might not be working is your offer. So with the right offer, you can scale your traffic, but with the wrong offer, you're pretty much dead in the water. The offer itself accounts for a major part of what makes a cold traffic funnel work. And if you go back to a previous episode, we we looked at offers just as one entire episode um, in the podcast before that sheds light on exactly what I mean by offer. I'm not going to go into it detail here, but the offer accounts for a major part of what makes a funnel work. Like I said, simply changing the offer could mean the difference between success and failure. If you scale traffic to a weak offer, you're just going to amplify poor results. And that's what sadly many supplement marketers do. Um, This is the one area of the marketing strategy that most people don't put enough thought into. They really put a lot more thought into the first one, the copy, but very little thought goes into the actual offer itself. But to recap, uh, so you don't need to go back to that previous episode, although I think you should, it's pretty valuable. Uh, Let me explain what I mean by what is an offer. It's not your product. Rather, it's the way in which your product is positioned. So the traditional offer of a one bottle, a three bottle, or a six bottle, uh, that works sometimes if your copy is strong enough. But if your copy is weaker, then your offer needs to be stronger. This is where you want to put uh, a buy one, get one, or perhaps a free plus shipping funnel. Um those offers are much stronger than a 136. Uh, in each case, the funnel economics, though, are completely different, and the business needs to dictate really what's acceptable, not the funnel or even the offer. It kind of goes back to the level of risk of the business owner and also the cash flow of the business that then determines what the best uh, type of customer acquisition funnel is. There are seven key offer elements that you should include to test. Let's break them down. Number one, how many do you get? One bottle, three bottles, six bottles. That's a common like we talked about. And there's also an infinite amount of other scenarios, right? A one bottle, a two bottle, a four bottle. It's not really about modeling what everybody else is doing, although that's really popular in this industry. It's about what has the best chance of working for you, which really comes down to your specific product costs, your conversion rates, and your profitability, which is what the funnel economics part of our framework that we use at Creative Thirst um, for all of our supplement clients is really all about. And 
you can go back and learn that in another episode, in a previous episode as well. So the the how many you get is the first part of the offer. The how much is the second part. What does the customer pay? Or asked another way, what percentage discount do you give on your multi-bottle offers? Again, this kind of leans heavily into the funnel economics section. And uh, you want to come in at at really um, good price points. It's not so much about uh, how many as it must as as it is about how much, but it also relates back to the product as well. You want them to get uh, results. You want them to feel a difference, and crafting all of that into the offer into the how many is part of it. The next section, one of the seven that people overlook for offers, are payment terms. Does the buyer pay all at once, or is it in installments, or is it nothing at all? Or is it nothing today, and you'll be charged in 30 days? More often than not, you'll be using a pay-upfront offer or a hard offer, but don't be afraid to consider other out-of-the-box offer types. The next section of an offer is shipping. Typically, free shipping is offered on the higher-ticket packages as a way to nudge people over to those offers. And, of course, there's also premiums. I see a lot of people skip this part. These are extra bonuses you give to sweeten the pot. Again, they are usually offered in the higher ticket packages, and sometimes they're stacked more heavily on the largest package, giving more there and taking away premiums as you come down in the offer, uh, taking them away as you get to the three-bottle or the two-bottle or the one-bottle, and typically leaving the one-bottle with no bonuses as a way to push people uh, up to the middle offer. One key principle is that premiums or bonuses don't have to be connected to the product, but rather just something that the audience really, really wants. The next is scarcity. Can you build real scarcity into the offer or a specific offer option? There's so much fake scarcity out there, it's ridiculous. The trick here is to be able to make it believable. So just saying that these will go out of stock and you'll have to wait to get more is so overly done with supplement offers. It really needs to be embedded into the actual business itself. The final area for offers that I'll talk about is the guarantee. The guarantee should remove all worry and fear of making the wrong decision. The best guarantees are ones that position your company as losing out if the product doesn't work. This puts the trust back in the hands of the buyer. The typical solution to that is an empty bottle guarantee, where the buyer doesn't even have to return the bottle or even return an empty bottle to get their money back. A strong offer is going to beat we copy every time. Reason number three, that your supplement funnel might not work, you're going to too broad of an audience. So the marketing strategy here is very counterintuitive, but it works and is often the big difference between success and failure sometimes. The mistake most marketers make is they're going too broad and wide with their traffic. A narrower segment is much more profitable than a broad one, allowing you to scale as you learn and optimize your funnel. The main problem is 
with going broad is is never adjusting the traffic campaign. You're trying to convert everyone on the internet is unrealistic. If you go too broad, you're just going to get clicks that don't convert to customers. Yet, if you go too narrow, you'll end up driving cost per click through the roof. The goal is to find that perfect balance of audience quantity, quality, and size for the optimal return on ad spread. Not about conversions or clicks. The tricky part is knowing when your audience size is optimal. An optimal audience is targeted enough to drive the right cost per click for your specific funnel economics and conversion rate, but broad enough to reach enough of an audience at a reasonable cost. So your bid strategy should always be focused on quality and size, a balance between those two. As a general guideline, you never want to pay more than the lifetime value of your average customer. Conversion rate, of course, plays a big role in that, allowing you to find the sweet spot where the bid cost balances against conversions, but it's really a much bigger LTV picture here. Narrowing down or niching your audience could also be the difference between winning and losing here. I will go into a future episode of some supplement companies that have niched down to a specific audience and how they made that work. That's a very uh, interesting topic to me, and I'm a big proponent of niching. Reason number four why your funnel might not be working. You didn't get your message to market match quite right. So getting the message to market match is similar to the copy, but it's slightly different. The market is who you're selling to, and the message is the sales copy you're using, trying to convert a visitor into a sale. If the market is right, but the messaging is off, there's no match, and thus no sale. So to connect the message to the market and convert cold traffic, the message has to resonate with that particular market. This touches back on who you're targeting, but it also touches back on the copy itself. Sometimes the best strategy is to send your prospect right to a long-form sales letter or video sales letter from an ad campaign. This marketing strategy typically works best when an ad campaign tells them what the supplement is, what it does, and some scientific research. So the flow from ad to sales page is an example of how you get that message to market match. It's not all in the sales page. A lot of times it's upstream on the previous step or the previous click where they came from. Is that an email? Is the messaging in the email matching the messaging on the sales page? Is it uh, an ad? It's not so much congruency between the two. A lot of people think that, but it's not. It's more of really bringing in the right group of people, how you're bringing them in, and then completing that message all the way through. So it's like a through line that continues from the ad level all the way through to the conversion. A lot of people just look at the sales page and they never think of the full through line 
back upstream to the ads. So let's get back to a use case or get back to an example. One example is a direct offer example. So any direct offer example, you're directly offering them a supplement right in the ad itself. So the ad pitcher could even be a bottle of your supplements. And the messaging there is right up front. It puts the offer uh, right in the ad. Or it puts the promise right up front while still being compliant, of course. And you'll see a lot of examples like this um, on Facebook, where the product is really up front and it's either a discount intro um, or uh, really introducing you to a, a sort of a lifestyle product, but something that you know this is an ad for a supplement going in. The other marketing strategy uses an ad that piques curiosity, brings in the audience on a big idea, and this is an indirect strategy where you grab the visitor's attention with an intriguing piece of information that's relevant to the problem. A common example is like, say, example, the uh, the five worst exercises uh, or the five worst blank, right? You'll see a lot of these examples on ads on websites like Newsmax, right? Three foods you need to eat for your eyes or three foods your eyes need. Uh, why, why eyesight is deteriorating as we age. I nutrients for your eyes. So you know it's about some sort of nutrient or food, but you don't know it's about a supplement. You do know it's about the eyes, right? So anyone concerned about their eyes is clicking, that curiosity is built, and then you're matching the message to market. So with either case, the marketing strategy is to capture the interest before delivering the value and then selling. In the direct selling, however, it's flipped on that. It's really you're putting the value up front, like you're putting the, the, the discount up front in the ad, in which matching the message to the market um, is really critical to conversion there. This may be a strategy you only use with retargeting because if the message is not matching to the audience, then you, you've lost them and there's no chance of getting the sale. Too often, marketing strategies overlook the elements of hope and desire, which are a big part of our supplement selling framework. It's the difference between a customer pulling out their credit card and driving to a vitamin shop to buy the cheapest version on the shelf or in this, some cases, uh, Amazon. But hope and desire are what you want to tap into here to connect the message to the market. This is what prospects will use to justify the higher ticket of a $59 supplement to themselves. The desire and hope tap into emotion, which is more powerful than simply a list of benefits and scientific research studies. Supplement buyers do need proof in order to buy. That's one way a supplement purchase is different than another product, but at the end of the day, people buy based on emotions, and supplements are emotional-driven purchases. The typical framework we look for when diagnosing the message-to-market match is the transformational story framework. So, this includes things like the struggle part of the story, right? How did the 
um, narrator struggle? Uh, does it establish empathy? Um, the next part is the, the discovery. Uh, this is the thing that turned the struggle around, right? That is where the hope comes from. Uh, what life is like now after the discovery, this, this intensifies the desire. And then why I'm sharing this with you now, which leads to the benefits, the proof, the offer, and everything around it. So there you have it. The four ways we diagnose a supplement funnel and one or all four maybe why your supplement funnel is not working. Running a supplement funnel that is both profitable and scalable at the same time is not easy, but if your problem falls into one or more of these four reasons that we talked about, it is solvable, it is fixable, and that is if you take the next steps to fix the problems with the right marketing strategy. Hope you enjoy this episode. Hope you have uh, enough information here to really go back, listen, and take some notes and start to diagnose your own funnel. If not, you can uh, stick around for a special offer where you can get a free book uh, on the three funnels that every health supplement business needs to build a multi-million dollar empire. Thanks for listening. Creative Thirst is a direct response digital agency focusing on conversion rate optimization and A-B testing. We work with dietary supplement companies who are struggling to maximize the profitability of their funnels so they can scale. Through the last seven years in the online health space, we've optimized many dietary supplement businesses. And in that time, we've uncovered the three critical funnels for success. We put together that information in a free digital download called The Three Funnels Every Health Supplement Business Needs to Build a Multi-Million Dollar Empire. You can get that free report by going to creativethirst.com. Scroll down to the appropriate section and click on the blue Get Your Ebook button.